0: Hello.
1: I'm Craig Fields. And I'm David Long. And we're both Rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're listening to week 56 of Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. And we're back going out of our way to watch as many films Mm. in the cinema, even the bad ones. So you, the listener,
0: don't have to. That's right, Craig. It's been so long since we've been to the cinema to watch a movie. <laughs> yes. Thank God the cinemas are open. Thank the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this show. Yeah, I really t- am. Me too, me too, me too, because we're, we're back in the studio. We are. Um And what are we reviewing in the studio? In today. the studio. Um today we are reviewing well, we're kicking off with Those Who Wish Me Dead. Director Taylor Sheridan returns with an all-star cast with the likes of Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, John Bernthal, Aidan Gillen, Jack Weber, Finn Little, and Medina Senghor. That's a lot of people. That's a lot a lot of people. Guess what we're doing next. Well, actually, you don't need to guess because you know, but the audience (laughs) don't.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to be reviewing Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Yes, Peter Rabbit Mm. got a second outing. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, for one, actually cannot wait.
0: For this review. Do you know what? Me too, Craig. Uh, And then for our final movie, we'll be reviewing Spiral from The Book of Saw.
1: So those are our three films for week 56. There are some changes that our lovely listeners should uh, note. Uh, This episode marks the start of season five of Is Mm. It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. Uh, The reason why this is... Uh, happening now is because we 're back at the cinema, which obviously we just noted that um <laughs> it 's good to be back in the cinema it's 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 very very nice um it 's very very good
0: Yes, Craig, I'd like to reiterate, it is great to be back. And Craig and I have been discussing how we can make the show work for both our audience and our busy lives. And we think we've come up with a bit of a solution. We have. uh, So the podcast
1: will be released bi-weekly and will consist of around three movies per episode. Now, this makes it easier for us to consume consume the movies and it, it just makes the content go out quickly and more regularly um and it just makes it a lot easier for Mm. us and you guys to to get the information i suppose yeah
0: and for us to just execute is the best way of saying it really that is that is the uh that is the plan um and we will also be working on other content behind the scenes with special episodes from the rest of the team other than this news Craig how are you doing my friend it is i have to say it feels bizarre being opposite you seeing you in three dimensions seeing you in person With the flesh cuz as as we were saying before we uh, we hit record it's been over the last 15 months, we've probably been in the studio maybe once or twice. I think
1: I think we did two episodes back in the studio after a lockdown. Yeah. And then we went back into a lockdown again. And yeah. we've been in a lockdown, in and out ever since. Yeah. I've been back in here to do recordings yeah, but with you, mm. but you're not here. You're, you're abroad Um, You're you're in your own. You're you're in the home office.
0: I'm in a cupboard in my flat. But Craig, do for the for the for the for the dear listener that that thinks is this COVID safe? Do tell them how we're able to to do this. I mean,
1: we're not COVID safe. No, we are. (laughs) (laughs) We we take so. Those of you in the UK, you are entitled to get. Um, rapid tests delivered mm. to your home, uh, which can be taken and and get the results back within thirty minutes. Um, they are they are brilliant. They're not a hundred percent accurate. We know we all know this. Those yeah. of you who know who are aware of them that come from the NHS, but they are accurate enough if you do. Uh, you're doing as many as I am. Uh, I have to do mine for work. You do them every single day, more or less. Um, you know they come back negative every single time if one comes back not negative then I know there's been something dodgy going on but I've been <laughs> I've been using them so much that I, yeah. I'm pretty pretty certain I've done other COVID tests as well yeah. the proper ones and they've all come back negative so I know I'm pretty good you're pretty good yeah
0: yeah I, I have to say Craig said about getting these tests and I'm a little bit like, oh, do I have to? And I've done them. You're like, oh, I'm going to gag on them. My gag reflex is terrible. (laughs) It's going to be awful. And I am so impressed. I ordered them. They came. I've done them. It means that we can record together in a safe way. I'm really, really impressed. Um, Other than that, Craig, what have you been up to? Obviously, we're we're together in the studio, which I'm buzzing about. What have you been doing with your time, dear Craig? I mean,
1: today was the first beautiful, hot day we've had in a while. It's been raining consistently, like... Ridiculous for a month here in the UK, it's
0: literally been raining for a month,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, the other day there was torrential rain, I'm not kidding you, it came down. Like the heavens literally opened Noah's and, Ark stuff. Yeah. And, and, and buckets filled up instantaneously. It was mm. so much water. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, but today was beautiful. And I ended up going, so the work job that I do, I, I mean, I haven't really revealed much about what I do, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a specialist instructor. I help children and adults with learning difficulties, mm. um, or disabilities, uh, and help them be independent. And as a, as a business, um, we have a, a, an allotment. And we go up, we're doing a lot of work up that allotment at the minute. And um, uh, today I went up there with a student and we built a raised bed. Uh, yeah, I used a drill.
0: I'm I, 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 Speaking <laughs> of, of drill, I bought a drill. You did. You told me all about this drill. I must it's confess. a beautiful piece of equipment. Tools are not something I'm...
1: Particularly clued up on. No, I mean, you could do with a drill in your flat.
0: I have lived in my flat for five years. I've got about four pictures up, and all of them were put up by my neighbour. Do not ask me to use a drill no, or a nail you just or, use uh, blue tack wouldn't you? I do use blue tack. What to put up pictures? To put up? Well, actually, no. You, now you get these great double-sided sticky things, it, Velcro. You, well, like Velcro. That Those goes, are brilliant. We and have you them. can peel them off. Yeah. Um. I don't know why we're talking about. No, this. me neither. But this drill is a is a, is a brilliant <laughs> piece of kit.
1: But those of you in the UK, if you're anywhere near St. Albans, go to the B&Q. There, they've got special offers on because they're brand new. I don't know if they're doing particularly well, which so is the why drill's they have worth these, it. Yeah, it's like it was seventy-eight pounds, right? And then it went down to fifty-three. Wow. Don't don't do the wow because it is <laughs> genuinely a bargain. Like it's a Dewalt, beaut- Anyway, it, anyway, we we wait. We made the raised bed. We planted some veg, and it was great in the hot, beautiful sun we've uh, we've managed to have you managed to step in dog
0: poo <laughs> oh
1: no i don't think so. i think it's the other shoe oh no possibly <laughs> oh dear you know what i can't smell it
0: so maybe it's just a bit of mud Maybe. Um, How are you otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> In terms of... Oh dear, oh dear. We're live, folks. Yeah, today I went to Bracknell via Wembley Central. Describe to our listeners that are not from the UK
1: who may or who are from the UK who may not have heard of Bracknell, what it's like.
0: <sighs> well, it was... I'm not going to diss Bracknell, but... Um, but you are. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was arguably better than Slough. Um, <laughs> oh dear um, so yeah no I went to Bracknell today for a first aid course um, my first aid refresher I am fully qualified in first aid um, so if there's any disasters I'm here to help uh, I'm also cigarette free for seven weeks Craig you said I couldn't do it and I'm proving you wrong I did not
1: say you couldn't do yes, it yes you did no I didn't you go back and listen to the episode Well, I you don't... will hear that history is something Well that, history is being rewritten.
0: Seven weeks. No, hang on, no, I'm not, free, I'm not gonna let going to going to the gym. Look,
1: look, I'm going to congratulate I'm you. I'm doing
0: very well. You are doing very very well.
1: But <laughs> but I've I've never said you can't do something. I've always said you can do something. But what I've always suggested suggested is that you just look at your past and your history, and you use that to your advantage mm. because and and do things in a different way to what you've done before so you are successful and it's the only piece of advice I've given you I've never said you can't do anything because I believe that you can do these things
0: well thank you that's okay should we crack on with the show? Um,
1: is that what we're doing next?
0: what are we doing here today? who are we? what are we doing? uh, (laughs) I've lost my mind (laughs) yeah I mean is it worth it? I mean let's review some films okay
1: So, our first review on week 56 is Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, this film sees a smoke jumper and a traumatized boy fight for their lives as two relentless assassins pursue them through a raging fire in the Montana wilderness. We have a clip lined up. Let's take a little listen to this clip.
0: Why'd they put you in a fire tower?
1: Well, I'm just lucky, I guess.
0: I read the wind wrong. I should have gone to them. Then you've been dead, too. That's our job. gonna hurt you i wanna see where the blood's coming from it's not my blood you in trouble
1: (laughs) anyone else in trouble
0: my dad said if anything happened i should find someone i could trust are you someone i can trust So that was a clip from those, or a trailer clip. A clip, Trailer clip. Good lord. Are you okay? Uh, oh, it's I mean,
1: you're a bit overwhelmed with the fact that you've <laughs> trodden the dog poo. You've taken your shoes off, you put them outside. <laughs> and the smell and is worse. The wor- smell is
0: worse from of your feet. <laughs> We're going to work through it. Oh. These are fresh socks only a few hours ago, so I don't know what is going on. But There's those... no need to shout nowadays. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Those who wish me dead, um, director Taylor Sheridan um, is in the directorial chair here. Um, good for him. <laughs> well, as, as, I, as I've just said, good Lord, we're rusty. And um, previous um, exploits include Hell or High Water and Sicario. Um, and I was really impressed with both of those films um so he wasn't
1: I, director on on some of those though was he i think he was a writer on sicario he was certainly involved and uh, forgive he, me he, he was yeah, yeah we don't want to say he was a director on that um Shall just we, in case he wasn't sicario he was the screenwriter for hello high water he was also the screenwriter um Sicario 2 as well. Day of Salado. Slod- um, Sol- uh, S- uh, I can't even say it. But no, those are all film. Well, two of those films I can vouch for that you've seen, uh, without you saying that you've seen them, um, that, that you really enjoyed. Sicario and Sicario 2. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they were brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And you're about to go into a bit more detail about those who wish <laughs> be dead. And I'm going to allow you to do that.
0: So, so basically, this was the first film that I saw. Um, me and Craig, we saw this one together. Craig and I, uh, Craig and I. Again, I'm going to one day get you into to saying that. Craig. <laughs> Craig and I saw this together. We booked tickets together. We were in the same screen, and I went in having not seen a trailer, um, knowing a little bit about the film, sort of from the from the poster, and I was. I was impressed with this film. Um, I, I wasn't blown away by it. I don't think this was anything tremendous. I don't think this was anything extraordinary. Um, I thought the the performances were very very solid. Um, I thought the um, the pacing of the film was was really good. So it it, it, it drew you in. Um, a little bit light on some of the character development, but some 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 meat on the bone here. And yes, I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, it was. I've got a lot more to say about it, but I I know you enjoyed this one more than me and Craig. We didn't have an argument, but we did have a little mini argument afterwards. Yeah, because Craig and I, uh, Craig, do you have to do this live on air? Do you have to be so pedantic? I, I think I think if I
1: say it live on air, if I keep keep doing that, you'll eventually it will just click into place, <laughs> and you'll be correct in the grammatical ways of speaking.
0: Craig and I... Well done. ...had a... Shall I praise you every time? As well? No. Okay. Please don't. Let's crack on. Um, <laughs> Craig and I had a an argument because Craig came out, oh, this film's amazing. Oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, bread. I want to watch um, it again. Oh, it's great. I no,
1: these are not the words that I actually <laughs> said or in the manner of which I said it. Let me paint a better picture mm. for our audience now. So... Again, yes, David, this is correct that this was our first film back. Uh David and I went into this film um excited because it was the first film we're seeing back in a in a in a cinema environment. Yeah. And I I went in knowing absolutely zero about this film, not even knowing who the director was. Um yeah, knowing a grand total of the... F- and you know what? The only thing I had seen was one image and it had Angelina Jolie yeah. and that was it. So I knew Angelina Jolie was in this movie. I actually thought, there was a part of me that thought that actually maybe she's directed this because, you mm. know, that's what she does at the minute. Um. So, yes, when I left the cinema, David, after watching this film, there was... I was like, that was brilliant. Mm. Brilliant because of the experience of being back in the cinema. You did say to me, I think you may have you may have like rose tinted glasses on yes. because of that i disagree with that Fair because enough. i i know what makes a really really solid brilliant to watch film i will start with some downsides with it first okay because i think that will allow me to finish on a high note so <laughs> <laughs> are you going to sing no, 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 I'm not. No, not that kind of high note. Um, so, for me, the thought of the story being rather forgettable was the, its downside. I think it, it had a slightly weak um, finish overall to it. Like, you weren't left thinking, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next next yeah. is there going to be any more to this it was a very self-contained story almost um there may have been one little loose end that you may wish to get tied up but you actually don't really care by the end of that otherwise the high points then are the, the we'll start with the acting okay mm. we'll run through the acting angelina jolie is obviously the main protagonist within this movie and i feel she portrays a, a woman who has had a really difficult past, a traumatic past, something Mm. that's happened, I think, of recent, to be honest with you. Fairly recent, yeah. It was hard to attain whether or not it was many moons ago or if it was, like, last week. That was the difficult thing that was going on there. So there were some problems with... The tensing of this story, in in terms of when it was set and when the flashbacks were set, almost. I um, I totally agree, but I feel like Jolie really did portray a, a somebody who was yes traumatized mm. from something that's happened to her in her past, and somebody who didn't quite care for herself anymore. But her, her as soon as she meets this troubled young lad, her humanity just rushes back into every fiber of her, and she's funny, she's witty, she's courageous, she's talented, she's she's brilliant, and I thought her performance was just amazing, mm. and I think that does lead. I mean, actually, what I mean, you're just going mm. yes. I'm going to let you speak about her and well, give well, you no, an, an opportunity I, 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 to just confirm maybe my
0: thoughts there i'm you know i forget that people can't see us i'm opposite grade nodding away like the churchill dog um i (laughs) i couldn't agree more with you i thought angelina jolie was beyond solid um her character was layered we she's had this trauma and like you said she she portrayed that very very well that um uh, isolation that her character have felt she portrayed really well,
1: even though she's surrounded even by though people. She's, yes, exactly. You can tell she's an isolated individual, somebody who would do things to risk her life mm. because almost like she doesn't want to be there anymore. Yep. Like you get that sense from her, that vibe from her, and without her having to say it in so many words. Yeah, the recklessness of the character essentially. Yep. I think that would nicely move into our uh, next character, Finn Little, mm. uh, who who plays Connor. Um, so he's the young man who has gone through a very traumatic experience here. It, Certainly, very traumatized. And very recent. As well. the, and literally, and, and, and literally in the current tense of what the story yes. is playing out, his father, Jake Weber, um, who plays Owen, has has a very. Very, very. Uh, I mean, how do we say this without revealing the plot? I don't I mean, say much at all. that he's in a he's he, in a bit of a significant incident. He's in a, a bit, of, he's a in bit bother. of bother. Yeah. He's in a bit of bother. He's in a bit of bother. Something, uh, you know, something <laughs> has occurred <laughs> <laughs> to Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Boris. Uh, so, so, so Connor is out on mm. his own in the wilderness, and he runs into Hannah Angelina Jolie's yeah. character, and the two spark up this relationship. Um, that's that's very funny, and and also very serious. And you feel the bond, you see the bond, and I think Jolie is a, a brilliant. You can see her directorship in the relationship that's formed by Connor and Hannah because she, in real life, must have bonded with Finn in the way that he talked. There is a line in the film about her how skinny she is. I feel like that was almost you know, thrown in there. I don't, f- I don't feel like that was in the script. I know
0: exactly what you but mean. I yeah. feel like
1: that's from their rapport. They were joking behind the scenes yeah. about how, you know, skeletal she almost was and how skinny she is. And, and like, they were having a bit of a, be- a bit of banter about mm. it behind the scenes. And they just sort of brought that into the story. I could be wrong, but it did feel like that. I f- so, so these two guys have done. I think they're there. They are the standout performances within the film. Um, Bar another one other. So we have then the flip side, don't we? We yeah. have we have the bad guys. Yes. We have our assassins. And we have Aidan Gillen, who plays Jack and Nicholas Holt, mm. nonetheless, uh playing Patrick. And these two guys are vindictive. They
0: are bad guys but man. they're meticulous they're clinical they're they're assassins they are assassins <laughs> and good ones as they well they are
1: um those of you who are unsure who Aiden uh, Gillen is uh, to to put things a picture in your head i'll just say little finger
0: Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I believe it is. I, you know, I'm going to have to double check. That. Yeah, he was definitely in Game of Thrones. He was definitely uh, little Littlefinger. Hundred percent. Do these facts? I just know off the top of my head. Um, while Craig looks that up, I thought uh, in my notes, I didn't make a huge amount of notes on this film, but I've got Aidan Gillen' great performance in my notes, and I thought it was a really great performance for me. It was the standout. Um, he was. He wouldn't have been lead in this film if it was being campaigned in a, like an Oscar scenario. He would definitely have been in supporting. You're just sort of coming out the Oscars. I'm still coming you're out, still out the Oscars. Oscar thinking season. of Oscars I, I, where I, to place people. Uh, well, it's, that season will come around quicker than you know it. But he would be a support in this in this film, and it and it's a it's a really good performance. He plays an assassin well. His body language, his facial expressions, see, the way he, he works, suits, the way he, he works the script. Yeah,
1: he suits these these villainous kind of mm. vindictive characters. I mean, he played John Reed in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, you know he he finger in Game of Thrones. There yeah. are a, n- a number of roles that I can sort of reel off where he is this uh, like, <laughs> Craig like is just now com- going to reel off the roles. Complete bad guy. You know he's. I mean he he is just he's brilliant in this, yeah. isn't he? He he's, really he is. He is great. Nicholas Holt on the other side. I think he's he is a good support for that character. Mm. Like I don't think his his role is. About a boy stand, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, where it yeah. was like, just out there. Like about a boy was revolutionary for, for Nicholas Holt, like and and Skins as well. Like these roles were were things that really got him noticed. Uh, and then going, you know, he's been in much more uh, huger Hollywood films like the X Men series that mm. he, that he was in. Um, so there was a lot more that he's done. But this this role was just, I don't know, very. One level for him. Like I didn't feel like he he expanded his character much. There, there was always these little bits of doubt within the film whether mm. he was as spiteful as he could be. Like he, like he had some doubt maybe. But near that end,
0: mm. oh yeah, you're right. His character was um, compared to the other assassin. His character was less sure of himself, less clinical. Um, I don't want to say he had more of a heart, but he, he sort of did, and then by the end he sort of really 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 didn't um but I thought his performance was also very very solid um and just yeah I, I, that's that's how I would describe this film solid. but yeah
1: exactly you would you would look at this film and if you had to give an overall Say some one word for it to sum it up. Solid is that word because the cinematography in the film is solid. The 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 audio, the sound, it is just sound in the Oscars (laughs) these days. So the sound is sound, just solid. Just sound, just sound is just solid. The acting is very solid. Mm. Um, You know, everything about it is solid. Mm. So where do you go with that? Like, is that a good film? is it a great film or is it just solid solid <laughs> no I mean, <laughs> I mean i mean we all sum this up at the very end with yeah. is it worth it mm. and i think it's a fantastic film to see in the cinema um, i do think it is quite eventually it will be forgettable like mm. you will you will enjoy the experience of watching this in the cinema i don't think anybody will doubt that yeah. if you are somebody who wants to see something that's quite a is a thriller mm. it's you know exciting it, 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 it its pace is up and down from times but actually in a good way it, it accelerates quite quickly at one point and at yes. other more well, many points um i think the the action in the film is actually quite exciting mm. i think actually that's testament to the very beginning of the film like there are people jumping out of planes quite a lot and literally doing that for real and there's a big fire there is a humongous
0: fire and it's fire. moving at a serious pace i mean it does But wildfires do. I actually did a bit of research into this. I haven't got the statistics in front of me. I always say that. I listened to the podcast the other week. I was like, I'm going to say this point, but I don't have the statistics. I don't have the facts. I'm Boris Johnson. (laughs) Oh god! What are you, Matt Hancock? no but forest fires particularly dry forest with a wind it can move at a hell of a pace mm. and you've got this this two pronged attack you've got these two assassins trying to kill our two protagonists you've got this fire trying mm. to kill our two protagonists and it moves at a hell of a pace and I, I i i didn't like this as much as craig but if you want to go to the cinema we will get onto whether it's worth it i think this is a very, very watchable film for a first trip back to the cinema. I would certainly look forward to answering the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we have to talk about some
1: other people within the film, we'll look at John Berthnall, who plays Ethan. He's the uh, deputy sheriff uh, within the town. Um, I love him. I I, I, I love him in um, many of the TV shows that he's done. Um, Walking Dead, uh, to name but one. Um, If I had to name another, it would 100% be um i can't remember the name of the tv show and it's not coming up on rotten tomatoes because rotten tomatoes guess what is all about films Film. not tv <laughs> shows um but there was a netflix one it's a marvel yeah and um, I, I, I yeah oh, it's got a skull um i don't know he was amazing in that mm. like the the action in that he's brilliant in this i feel like he is just a very 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 side character. Mm. He does. He I mean, he provides. He provides something to allow the plot to move on. Um, I, you can't fault the acting. Um, but I think his the character that plays his wife, Mendina Senghor, uh, who plays Alison within the film. I thought she was great. She was badass. Like, she was cool. Um, And I think she had some good lines within the film as well. And I think she she really stood out for me. Mm. Like like usually it would be Ethan John Burthenall's character that does the things that she does yes and and you know what she she stole the show in that sense from the those side characters in that in that section of yeah. the film yeah yeah in that section of the film in those characters were on screen she stole those she stole the show there i thought yeah absolutely brilliant mm. um yeah and i i think the direction was solid as well from um Taylor Sheridan uh it's possibly not his strongest work mm. but it's up there
0: it, it I, I i he I, is solid i i don't want to say it but it is just so solid it is so wasn't solid. that a band so solid crew oh yeah. yeah i don't know any of their music i, I don't again, know any of the don't music don't, i don't know any of their names <laughs> but don't it was even so know solid then. crew that's what this film was <laughs> i
1: i do believe mm. then if unless you have anything else to say not really.
0: Um, again, the cinematography. There was some. There was some lovely aerial shots. Um, the cinematography was from Ben Richardson, and the film editing was by Chad Galster. And I thought the edit on this film was good. Um, Solid. No the edit the, the edit wasn't <laughs> solid the edit was good if not very good mm. because when you think of a film edit you think is there any fat that could have been trimmed here how did it flow and the, and and the flow of the film was great there was not much fat it was good lean meat and it was yeah it was it was it was the the edit was good is what mm. I'm trying to say um, but I am very much ready for the question okay. if you are willing to ask them David those who wish me dead is it worth it yes um, straight off the bat I think this is a a film that like Craig says this is not something that's going to live with you for a long long time in the memory in a year's time you'll probably have forgotten it but for a first time back at the cinema yeah. the action's good the yep. acting's good the yep. script's good the yep. edit's good it's very 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 solid it ticks it ticks it's a, if this was a tick box exercise and some people do review films as a tick box exercise they'll have a list of things and they'll sit in the cinema and go tick 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 x bleh, who does How's that stinky um some some film reviews Will treat film reviews as a tick box exercise. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah, definitely. Okay. You can tell if you read certain film reviewers' articles, they're very tick box in the way they do them. Um, this that's ticks possible. the boxes.
1: This ticks the boxes, and it it's does. definitely
0: worth seeing in the cinema. Um, I don't know what it would be like at home, but it's worth seeing in the cinema, and that's what this shows about Craig. For you, those who wish me dead, you know, is it worth it? yeah no this is definitely worth watching
1: in the cinema yes it's good to say that again um i would I would go out my way to watch this again, actually if I had the time um to to watch this in the cinema um is it worth watching at home uh, possibly possibly it's hard to say really isn't it because it is, it is tough. because We've got a real good sense over the last year or so. What, what It's like watching films at home and watching films in the cinema. And you just cannot beat watching a film mm. in the cinema. It does elevate a film. The it,
0: sound, and we talk about sound at the Oscars, and I'm really looking forward to seeing sound of metal in the cinema. The sound on this film was great. The crackling of the fire, the, the firing of gunshots from behind you, the surround sound. You cannot beat the cinematic experience. And this is a film that is really worth seeing in the cinema. Yeah. One hundred percent, and I—I uh, I, I mean, if you're going to see it for
1: anything, see it for the performances and and alone. I think sells it sells itself.
0: Really, yeah, 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 solid. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's now time for our next review, and it is Peter Rabbit. Two, the lovable rogue is back. B. Thomas and the rabbits have created a makeshift family. But despite his best efforts, Peter can't seem to shake his mischievous reputation. Adventuring out of the garden, Peter finds himself in a world where his mischief is appreciated. But when his family risks everything to come looking for him, Peter must figure out what kind of bunny he wants to be. I made that sound a lot more serious than it is. Do we have a clip for this one? Yes, we do. Fantastic. Let's listen to it. (laughs) We're here to help you on that big job you were talking about. Oh, no, no, no. It's much too dangerous. Okay, well, thanks for your time. Is there a taxi stand nearby? (whistles) No, trust me. We used to steal from McGregor's garden all the time. This is much more different. I'll never forgive myself if anything happened to you. No, we can do anything you need, right? If you need to get to a high place, we're your team. If you need us to be sneaky... We can be invisible. And if you need a distraction,
1: down by the bay where where the watermelons grow, back to my home. I dare not go, go, for if I do, do,
0: my mother will say, Did you ever see a goose goose kissing a a moose? Are these
1: yours? So that was a clip from. Peter Rabbit 2 hopping straight into our (laughs) review you were
0: desperate for me to get that in there oh I was the old ones are the best well done well done for getting (laughs) that in love it
1: actually uh, those of you who um, are listening
0: um, David was supposed to say that yeah I forgot to say it earlier so Craig got it in but we got it in so let's hop on into the review Craig Um, I'm excited about this one for a number of reasons Craig you kick us off
1: okay I shall so Peter Rabbit returns to the the big screen in Peter Rabbit Two: The Runaway. James mm. Corden is back on. Uh, in well, back in the recording booth. Um, <laughs> we the first one. Yeah. We'll start with the first. Yeah, let's, film. let's 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 review that. Let's briefly. review that. James Corden in the first Peter
0: Rabbit film. We slated him. I. Don't often use this word, but I hated the first Peter Rabbit. I, mm. I mean, I really hated it. So I grew up with the Beatrix Potter, beautiful, drawn um, characters, seeing them on, on the screen when I was younger. And I mean, literally from a child. Mm. H- had the books, you know, the tales of Jeremy Fisher, the tales of Miss Tiggy Winkle, Benjamin and Peter, the, those beastly onions, Mr. McGregor's garden. It's in my heart, Craig. And I found the first Peter Rabbit an abomination, it was, wasn't it? And, you know, one of the reasons I felt it was Abomination
1: myself was that James Corden uh, portraying Peter Rabbit, he he was so... I don't know, he, there was too much of him. Yeah. There was too much of him. But the, the antics that he got up to didn't reflect that that actual Peter Rabbit no. that we know and love. No. Now, moving on to this film, mm. we've kind of accepted that. You're way, right. We we know what to expect because we're going into it expecting a load of rubbish. Yes. And I'm not sure you're expecting what our audience are expecting for us to say here. But perhaps it's not what I'm about to say. Yeah. I came out of this movie pleasantly surprised. I mean, I, actually largely surprised and thoroughly entertained I, I'm not sure if it was being back in the cinema again. Uh, yeah. I, I must also state that I saw this on my own. Um, As did I. Um, separately, we saw this one separately. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we saw this separately. Different screens. I saw mine on the Monday. You saw yours on the Wednesday. So yeah. yesterday. That's,
0: yesterday, yeah.
1: Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, um, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday. Um, all my troubles did seem so far away. But um, anyway, I digress. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> back so, to the review Craig. that's alright cheers mate <laughs> anyway so this film sees Peter going to the big city although it's not the big city it's just Gloucester isn't it is it?
0: Gloucester which is full of cockneys but we'll get on to that
1: yeah um, but it seems like there's less of Peter and more of the rest of the crew and it was what I wanted to see from mm. the first one we, we have all of those characters and they're there in full spirit and and they're portrayed in such a f- humorous funny
0: way that i i loved every single one of them that appeared on the screen the fox what's his name i can't remember his name but in my notes the fox was a a personal highlight i mean let me just hop in here um <laughs> sorry oh. um like i said i hated the first one and i despised the start of the second one because we see a wedding we see our two uh two of our protagonists getting married and Peter behaving like an absolute i'm gonna say sort of a swear in an ass and ruining the wedding and I think the wedding oh, the wedding sorry i I went to bracknell today and on the on the line was reading um that's maybe what was in my head um ruin the wedding, and, and and I'm thinking, oh, for goodness sake, I do not want to sit through another hour and 40 minutes of Peter Rabbit just being a bit of a prat. And then we realise that's actually his thought process, that's what he's imagined in his head, and then the, they come back and the wedding actually progresses and it goes very well and normally, so Peter hasn't actually ruined the wedding. So I forgive them for that. And then I'm pleas- pleasantly surprised because what we get is a much more rounded character, a much more fleshed-out character, a much more level character, and a much more likeable character. And I I genuinely mean this. Compared to the first one, this felt like a completely different film. Yeah, it was a complete U-turn, wasn't it? Yeah. It was very, very watchable.
1: It was. Um... Domino Gleason returns as Mr. Thomas McGregor. Mm. Uh, Rose Byrne is B. McGregor now, I yes, suppose. Yes, she would be. Yeah. Um, and these two characters are going on a journey. They, mm. they you know, um, uh, Mr. Thomas McGregor is, is very up for starting a family. Yes. Um, and uh, B is very much so uh, excited about her story the story of Peter Rabbit yeah. being out there in the wider world. And it gets picked up by a a book publisher, I suppose. Yes, a large, yeah. big book, book publisher. Those publishers that um, turn, I don't know, the hungry caterpillar into the hungry caterpillar in space, that kind of, <laughs> and, and make it a sensation. Um, and, you know, that running in the background with Peter sort of realising that he is the naughty, mischievous young man that we saw in the first film. It's like they've acknowledged the fact mm. that they did something wrong there yeah. in the first film. And this is the way Peter's going to learn. Uh, and we're going to learn that actually Peter was is, is a very different kind of person. Yeah. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to the cast that are voicing some of these characters. Mm. Now, you may or may not have known this, but Elizabeth DeBeckey is is Mopsy Rabbit. Margot Robbie is Flopsy Rabbit. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, we have Amy Horn playing Cotton Mill or Cottontail Rabbit, shall I say. Um, you know, the, it's just such a. I mean, those are surprises in itself. Uh, Benjamin Bunny, Colin Moody. Yeah. I mean, are, some of these people are huge stars in yeah. their own rights. Uh, Barnabas, Lenny James. I mean, it's it's a top cast. Yeah, James Corden as Peter Rabbit. I always found a, a bizarre cast, um, but. It's more workable in the second film. It is, isn't it? And I've actually grown to like him a bit more in this. Of late, we—I mean, ever late. I mean, since the podcast began, every film that had James Corden in it, thoroughly disappointed and and upset by his performances, or just felt inappropriate at times
0: as well. Like, I mean, it's continuous. And and the prom. Um, There was a lot of backlash for Mm. his performance in The Prom. I I
1: wouldn't say his performance was
0: bad. It just felt wrongly cast. Yeah. I actually liked his performance in The Prom. Was it worth a Golden Globe nomination? Absolutely not. He's definitely bribed someone there, you know. (laughs) But but, but no, um, they've, they've got this right. Somebody somewhere watched the first Peter Rabbit and thought, that's terrible. Yeah. and we've got to apologise for Peter Rabbit's behaviour by having him have sort of a bit of an epiphany and there's that moment and I did write this in my notes where he's walking through the streets of Gloucester and that song I Walk Alone is playing I walk alone I walk alone Dan Ow Dan Ow I've loved that yeah and, and, and that was the moment where the director basically said this is Peter Rabbit walking reflecting on how much of an idiot he was in the last film now we're actually going to out a proper character, yeah. That's that's but, what but, it felt but, like to me. At the same
1: time, like like it was funny. Like that squirrel yeah. was great. Like the squirrel that, that singing. Just, squirrel was brilliant. like it started off with Green Day singing that song, and then just transitioned into the squirrel coming in to, to sing the song. And it's this unique way of storytelling that that Will Gluck, the director here and, and writer, um, has allowed to bring uh, elements of like breaking the fourth wall mm. in. Uh, acknowledging the audience, and I really liked that. There were elements of that where Peter referred to a flashlight, a deer in the headlights sort of scenario going mm. on here, literally, literally. And um, and then you know he said, "Well, and for a, a British audience, this is a torch," um, and literally turned to the camera to say that. And there was there are quite a few off the cuff moments that happen like that.
0: Yeah, I was. I did say to you off-air I was slightly surprised because I feel like this is pitched at a British audience. This is actually doing very well in the box office, by the way. I did see an article. We haven't done a box office rundown. No, we haven't. I've just realised that. Um, Next time we will do a box office rundown. But I can tell you this is doing very well at the box office. I saw a BBC article. People are going to see this film. Um, families are going to see this film and I think families want to get out and I just think this is pitched at a British audience but I digress no some of the humour in this I genuinely laughed out loud yeah me too I'm, I'm not even lying like I will admit um some of the humor I didn't find funny, but the children in the in the theater next to me around me did, and then some of the adult stuff which they didn't laugh at, I laughed at. I think it had a good balance. I, I think it
1: had a great balance. there was a lot of stuff in there for adults a lot a lot more than previously. you know this is it's, it's getting closer to Paddington level stuff. No, it's getting closer. I didn't say it was. Paddington is off the charts here. Paddington is a is a well-rounded, amazing, brilliant um story. Uh, both the first and second film were brilliant. They were absolutely fantastic, like two of my favorite kids films ever to be made, I think,
0: genuinely. What? I just wanted to say Paddington 2 overtook Citizen Kane on Rotten Tomatoes. Well I as mean, one of the highest-rated films of all time. It is though. It's, it's, it's a brilliant it's film.
1: Absolutely brilliant. Hugh Grant and that amazing. Just everybody in that film was great. This is I didn't say it's Paddington at all. I said it's getting closer to the elements of what makes those films great. Paddington has the emotion. Now they could have had that with Peter Rabbit too. Mm. We were getting to that. I'd feel like it fell short of pulling on the heartstrings enough I to agree. to get to that Paddington level experience. Now, I'm not going to say it was Paddington level of amazingness, but no, there's I know what you're saying. there are ingredients that make Paddington so amazing and there are some of the ingredients in there that just not enough of it yeah 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 you know that we're we're throwing some paprika in there some (laughs) some you know salt and pepper you know giving it a bit more flavor make it it more palatable spicy yeah I mean I'm giving a food analogy Mm. something you normally do but that is something that that they've done with this. They've they've added those. They've made a well-rounded taste, mm. and I've enjoyed it. I've I've lapped it up. But it it isn't up there with Paddington. It's gaining on it. There you know. There's more interesting developments going on here, and we're exploring characters in different ways, and and enjoying watching them flourish. And 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 I'm I'm suitably impressed. With Peter's development more than anything, because I hated him in the previous film. I I genuinely hated him. I didn't like him. He was the most unlikable children's character I've ever met,
0: or ever seen. I I could not agree more. Yeah, it wasn't like you struggled to relate to Peter in the first film. You disliked him. He was an unlikable rabbit. Like you wanted him to be to end up in a pie. Yeah, I mean, th- uh, we we
1: have to talk about the first review a bit more when we when we reviewed that film. Well, there was an incident that happened within the film that required Peter to inject. um, (laughs) Don't bring that up. uh, Mr. Thomas McGregor. (laughs) It was Mr. Thomas McGregor, or was it Mr. Uh, McGregor? I can't remember. The original Mr. McGregor. I have wiped that film from my memory. I can't remember, but he had to inject him with a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. And during that review, you believed it was an epidural. That
0: you have to bring that up again. I have like, to. Yeah, I, I got it wrong. I and, I and I burst out laughing, and we had an argument about it. We had to pause. Yeah, to cut. I got very angry with you. Like, why on earth are you keeping that in the podcast? you were making a fool of me, and now you've brought it up again. I know. Um, I feel happy. like you're in a different place now. <laughs> I'm in a better place mentally. I we actually I can't remember when this was on the phone only a couple of weeks ago when we saw Peter Rabbit 2 was coming out we actually had a laugh about the fact that the shot of adrenaline I said yeah Peter gave him an epidural which he for those of (laughs) you who know what an epidural is he definitely didn't do that that would be a very different film altogether Um, moving on what did you make of I'm trying to move on thanks for bringing that up again it's
1: all right. Um, I mean you can't not do a Peter Rabbit 2 review without without mentioning mentioning that. that, that,
0: that yeah and do go back and listen to our first Peter Rabbit review um What did you make of the City Rabbits? So, so why uh, were they Cockney? I don't know in Gloucester. I felt like I
1: got elements of Peter, not Peter, uh, Peaky, Peaky Blinders, even though they're from Birmingham, even though they're from Birmingham. So, essentially, I got the gangster element of Peaky, Peaky Blinders yeah. with the Cockney of East Enders, yeah. um and they're based in Gloucester. Yeah. I mean, that's the three elements there.
0: I think for the American viewership. That a Gloucester accent? who are you know, I'm from Gloucestershire, you know, or that might not really come across too well. I miss mean, not bad. Well, my um, my my wonderful grandpa was from Gloucester, and my my dad was born there. It's a very strong accent, and it's quite difficult to not only do that. Was a terrible accent. I apologise, but it's a quite a difficult accent to understand. I think they've gone for this Cockney to sort of, and I'm bouncing around with my elbows in the studio here to, to make you feel like they're in the city and to bring yeah. that London kind of feel. I don't know. Like I said to you, I was expecting Danny Dyer to pop up or Ray Winston. Yeah, like It, it was bizarre. But, I, you know, the reason why they've clearly done that is because it is
1: for our American audience all, all of the don't a twist, get it? those... Yeah, I mean, well, they American audiences don't get those regional accents like yeah. like we do, and it's the same in America. Like, if I if I went to America, you do get you can tell between Texas and New York mm. the oh, accents. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can really tell, but I think with the UK, the the accents are very diverse. Yeah, but also quite similar. Like, you could go from a Birmingham accent to Newcastle, and and like those. We could hear the difference, but I think the Americans may not hear the dialect change quite so much. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I was listening to an interview today on BBC Radio... Radio 4 or 5, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it um, was a BBC radio, there It was, it was an interview with uh, an, an actress from Lewisham who is in, a, in an American uh, sitcom at the minute or American drama, and she she was going to various different um, auditions and they couldn't really tell that her South London accent was different to, you know, the Queens, the way the queen would speak. They they couldn't tell that the, the regional dialect and the, 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 the accent change in, in such small ways. They can't pick that up. Americans apparently this is what she was saying. So, I mean, that's the only reason why I can think that they have it as such a Ch- massive change of yeah. of accent to, to really give a clear indication that these guys are
0: different. Different, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, yeah, and 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 they were they were good actually. You had what did you have? You had a mouse. You had a, a, a cat. You had a. Uh, a, a rabbit. Um, you did have a rabbit, and, and there was this gang of of people, these villains, people. these this gang of villains and thieves and crooks going around the city stealing vegetables. And yeah, it, it worked well. They again, their characters were quite well fleshed. out. we had a backstory with one of the characters and Peter's dad. It's not really a spoiler, but it kind of is. Sorry, um, and yeah, they were fleshed out well. I we've done a pretty in-depth review of this film, but it deserved it. I I. I mean, I, don't, I, I will confess I'm never going to watch it again. I might. I actually enjoyed it that much that I wouldn't mind watching it again. I mean, if I had children, or if, if you're listening and you have children, I would very much recommend Peter Rabbit 2. Yeah, no, um, 100%. And we'll get on to whether it's worth it shortly. Um But yeah, compared to... Look, this is a complete transformation. This is like, you know when you do those extreme makeover home Home edition? edition. I used to love that. Yeah, what a show, by the way. This is that. Move that bus! bus. (laughs) Move that (laughs) bus! (laughs) I'm only thinking of the Family Guy version of the (laughs) the bus back. (laughs) Um, But no, move that bus, and you've gone from... An atrocious first film to a, a dilapidated v- house to a very very palatable, watchable, enjoyable second film and a livable house and a livable house. Yeah, the first one wasn't even a dilapidated house. The first one was a pile of rubble. <laughs> <laughs> this one was a nice four bedroom detached with a garden, a white picket fence, a, a dog, great aircon, great aircon, modern trimmings. Um, yeah, There's so many
1: analogies for this film today.
0: This was this was. Oh, I, I, I'm going to say it. This was good. It was.
1: It was. And I, you did want to peek a little bit at the Rotten Tomatoes for this, didn't you? No, not, that not, was for
0: Spiral. That isn't was it? for Spiral Book of Saw. We've again been arguing about Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes are, is that 75% for the critics? It is, yeah. Doesn't 36 sur- reviews, though. So we will, can only take that with a pinch of, pinch of salt, uh, salt on those tomatoes. It doesn't surprise me. Haven't got the first one in front of me, but I would be surprised if it's not higher.
1: Yeah. But the thing is. It is ultimately the most self-aware sequel to any film I've seen. They know how bad the first one is. I and think they, you're right. And they always, they they, they, they they say it in the film. I think you're right. They very much so do. So I think
0: questions
1: mm. now. Uh,
0: so I think you're asking me questions. Yeah. What is the, the Peter Rabbit, The Runaway? Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Yeah. There we go. That's what it's called. Yeah. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. I mean, is it worth it? Yeah, this is worth
1: seeing in the cinema. This is definitely worth seeing in the cinema if you are up for watching something silly, uh, you want to have a bit of a laugh, you saw the first one and you're intrigued to see how they may have improved mm. it because we t- we said they have. Um, it's also worth it if you have... Um, uh, the cinema cards that you can get from various different cinema chains um, that allow you access uh, unlimited times um, or <laughs> limitless times. Or I don't think you have one, do they? Uh, <laughs> it's just plugging various cinemas Yeah, here. you know, we could work with either one of them, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, well. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, it's worth all of those things, but especially 100% worth it if you are. Wanting to take the younger members of your family, uh, or younger members of friendship groups—I don't know. Like you may want to take out your friend's younger child. I mean, if mm-hmm. I had a child, David, would you take them to? I would yeah, take exactly. Rabbit, like too, you yeah. would exactly. So you know, taking children to it is a great excuse to go and see it as well. Mm. But I, you know, equally, I'd watch it again on my own, like I did. You watched it on your own.
0: Yeah, you I'm... had a great time, didn't you? I had, a, I had a time. You had a great time. <laughs> right. Um, Craig, <laughs> could you ask me the question? David Long. Yes. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Is it worth it? I cannot believe I'm... Oh, dear. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm saying this, but... Yes, Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway is worth it. Look, if you liked the first film, I I think you've got a problem. (laughs) But if you liked the first film, you're going to love the second one. This is a vastly better film. This is a total transformation. This is the biggest before and after. This is a move that bust job. This is is pretty... Paprika, salt, pepper, palatable. This is pretty good. I hate to say it, this is pretty good. Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway. Take your family, take your children. It's worth it.
1: And it's now time for our final review on week 56 of Is It Worth It? And it is Spiral from the Book of Saw. What's this film about? I hear you all asking. Well, it's about a criminal mastermind who unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral, the terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saw. It does feel like I'm reading... Something <laughs> from somebody else's work. Anyway, working in the shadows of his father, an esteemed police veteran played by Samuel L. Jackson, brash detective Zeke Banks, played by Chris Rock, and his rookie partner take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the centre of the killer's morbid game, uh, and on that note, let's take a listen to something from that film.
0: What is that? Play me.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: Whoa, 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 what are you doing? Don't want to f up my computer.
1: Hello, Detective Banks. I'm here to help reform the Metro Police, to remind them of their oath to the people of this city. One officer from your station refused to be reformed. He will not be the
0: last to play my game. If that spiral is what I think it is, Jinxo? Wait, I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. Yeah, but if it's another copycat, it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> and a shit show it was. Oh, I, I can't even bleep those out. <laughs> so apologies for the language there. Look, I've been wrestling. That was a clip from uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. I've been wrestling with with this movie. Um, I, I've got to admit, the the original Saw film. Many, many years ago, I saw that. Mm. It was a game changer. It was, um, you know, people will tell you it was very revolutionary for the horror genre, what it did, where that series went, incredibly popular to the extent that it's now got its own themed ride at places like Thorpe Park, which is a, a theme park in Staines, just outside of London or in London. Um, you know, Saw was successful. Saw was good. Whether you like gory films or not, there's not much doubt. And. You look at the Rotten Tomato scores; they're high, and they get progressively lower. And this is a bit of a cash cow. And what's happened here is they—it's a spin-off, and at the same time, it's a standalone movie. You don't have to have seen any of the original Saw films no. to have to have experienced this. For me, this was a bit of a hot mess. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, it. The casting is bizarre. So Chris Rock, I'm a big fan of his acting capabilities. I'm a big fan of his comedy. And he is funny in this film at times. But when you've got a film where people are also being dismembered and hacked up and brutally murdered, is this the right place for comedy? Yeah. And I've got an analogy which I'll come on to later. But it is, to me, a bit of a mess. The narrative is confused some of the action sequences are are just they just feel like here's the gore we'll slot that in back to the talking here's some more yeah. gore it just feels feels very forced and I I don't want to overanalyze this film but it just doesn't feel it feels like a, a, a bit of a mess yeah I mean
1: this is what harks back to something I was saying earlier about I I understand what makes a solid and good film mm. and this has the ingredients or actually it lacks many of the ingredients that make a film good and solid and first of all the thing that you need most of all is a a a decent story and 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 to go alongside that a decent screenplay with with some good dialogue I I felt the dialogue was incredibly weak in this film It, it it just it just had no flow to it 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 was just
0: noticeably poor noticeably poor like and laugh really, out loud poor yeah, as well yeah
1: exactly it was it was poor but at the same time the writing for this film in terms of story was incredibly predictable so much so yeah i predicted the end <laughs> at least half an hour before the end if not longer um it, the film is only an hour and a half it felt longer felt really it long it felt really long. really long the pace of the film was was unbelievably slow I I'm somebody though ha- who who in terms of horror I don't like horror because I don't like being scared. Mm. Many people like being scared because it's you you get an adrenaline rush from it. I don't think people were scared in this film. I don't no. think people were scared. I wasn't scared. What I was was just disgusted. Disgusted yeah. because the 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 gore was just over the top. It was it just wasn't scary gore. It was just. Ugh. Okay, that's nice. He's having his fingers ripped off now. Yeah. Um, Oh, he's been hit by a train. Oh. Spoiler alert. I don't care. (laughs) Honestly. um, Yeah, I mean, like, like, some of the...
0: There are... I mean, those were probably the worst ones, to be honest with you. I mean, when it comes to violence and gore... I don't mind it if it's necessary for the plot. But there's ways of building that tension. tension, And And this doesn't do it. No, it it doesn't. And I mean,
1: we could go to um, Hereditary. That does have a a large bit. or There's a a scene in the film that is gory as hell. Mm. But it's done in such a way that it, Built, it built the tension up. You don't see it coming, and it scared the hell out of me because of the way that it all played out. The way this, these, these gore-fest scenes play out are predictable. You see it coming. You understand what you're about to see, and it is just over the top in terms of what you are seeing. Like, it, too much blood, too much disgustingness, tongues... Left on the side. I mean, (laughs) honestly, like that sounds like rubbish to you. Mm. It's rubbish to me because I've witnessed it. I I I saw it on the big screen unfold in the way that it does. It, I like you say, Chris Rock. You're a fan of his work in terms of what he does. Mm. He's now turned his attention to a role that is more serious. Like he's trying to bring a serious element to what he does here. But you can't help
0: but see Chris Rock. Yeah, I totally agree. He's, he's not bad in this film, though. No, he's not. He's, he's I think with the script that he's got and the overall plot premise. But one of the things is that the, the film is tonally a mess. So um, it's got a feel of an 80s cop drama. Then it's got the feeling of a comedy. Mm. Then it's got the feeling of a horror. And it's like this bizarre cocktail, and that's my analogy for this movie. Mm. It's like a strange and bizarre cocktail, like your drunken friend who suddenly thinks he's a fully qualified mixologist. (laughs) That's this movie. It's a messy cocktail. It's a strong cocktail, and ultimately it's a bad cocktail, but it does get you drunk, and that's what it aims to do. It just gets you drunk in a horrible way. I like this analogy. So do you, do it makes you, sense yeah, yeah it makes total sense <laughs> yeah it's a really bad cocktail yeah but it still gets you drunk and that's what this film wants to do in that analogy it wants to get you drunk it wants to shock you yeah. and it does yeah, do yeah. that so there's gonna there are certain people who are gonna love this film in
1: that sense Then yes. there are people who are gonna love getting drunk on this film yeah and there's going to be a vast majority of people who are not going to like it. Yeah. And you know what? I know, This is why
0: you were saying you want to look at the Rotten Tomatoes, scores, I, isn't it? I did just want to to briefly bring them in. Me and Craig have argued about this, but I think this reflects... Look, the critics, 190 reviews, it gets 37%, which shows you, I'm not surprised, that critics don't certify this fresh they're not huge fans but the audience score from a hundred from a thousand plus reviews is 75 percent. very very solid and i think critically we could pick this film apart we could say the screenplay is bad the edit's not great the flow of the movie's wrong the casting is potentially wrong there's lots wrong with it but from an audience perspective if we take our critical hat off it does get you drunk And that's ultimately what you go to the boozer for. But for me, it
1: didn't, though, in that sense. Is it like drinking
0: Carlsberg? You just drank 40 cans
1: of it and it just didn't get you... No, I think it's because... Okay, (laughs) if we're going to look at it clearly through that lens, as you so wish to put it through (laughs) here, like maybe perhaps because I'm hardened by the amount that I have drunk Yeah, this is no longer going to get me drunk <laughs> it's not going to give me that feeling of what I mean this is an yeah. appropriate com- inappropriate conversation <laughs> to be having with you totally it's fine but uh but no i know it, what you mean yeah you know what i mean don't you mm. like i've i've drunk stella for the last year in excess yeah. and it, this is less than stella yeah and it's just and not it's getting, not doing yeah, anything for me understood yeah that's essentially for me what this film was i've watched too many things that i thought were absolutely fantastic and i've i've seen too many things that i know what, the cocktail of what makes a good film and this doesn't do it for me
0: and without any spoilers a film that has gore and graphic violence and tension is something like 7 you know that yeah i said that to you didn't i like when we came you? out was yeah. that you yeah. said yeah. that yeah uh, i i knew it was in my head somewhere from something so I, that's a craig field's original folks that's not from me but he's i was pointing at him there and he looked very upset um right, sure. he's absolutely right 7 shocks you you come out of 7 going oh my goodness that was unbelievable this tries to shock you the ending tries to shock you no spoilers there is it it does, it does what all of the Saw films do. It it builds up and then there's a yeah. twist. And I would like to say, Craig is exactly right. He he leaned over to me in the cinema and told me pretty much verbatim what was going to happen. And it played out exactly as Craig said. Now, I didn't see the twist coming. But for, for Craig to see it and see it so clearly shows that this wasn't a very well fleshed out movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's that predictable...
0: Then, yeah, it's not fleshed out very well, is it? The, the twist wasn't like, oh, my goodness, that's unbelievable. Mm. The twist made me go, oh, yeah, well... Um, makes sense. Makes sense, actually, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, whereas Craig was like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, in the cinema, I was like, told you. And that made the, the end feel like that fireworks show that doesn't have the big finale. It has the Catherine wheel that spins around and just goes... <laughs> and stops yeah. and that was the end very underwhelming and messy and a bad cocktail um, might get you drunk might get you not drunk depending on how much units you consume in a, on a weekly basis <laughs> how many films you watch <laughs> yeah, in a year yeah, really yeah. isn't it I think if you're like us and you see a lot of movies you will realise that this isn't a very good one totally totally agree
1: with you on that one so I guess questions yeah. then David so Spiral from
0: the book of Saw is it worth it? I just I just don't think this is worth it personally. I I just don't think it brings anything new to the series. I'm not a particularly fan of you know mindless gore and violence for the sake of it. Um the audience is quite like it. Look, if you liked Saw, give it a go, but for me Spiral from the Book of Saw isn't really worth the price of a of, of a cinema ticket. Craig, for you, Spiral from the Book of Saw, is it worth it? No. Uh, quite simply no
1: this is not (laughs) worth watching in the cinema I think there are vastly better films on at the cinema at the Mm. minute Uh, I mean there are there's actually quite a fair bit on at the cinema things that we've seen and reviewed from uh, previous episodes Uh, if you haven't listened to those previous episodes give them a look there's things like The Father coming out soon Sound of Metal uh, Land, Land. Best Picture winner exactly there are a lot of other films Godzilla vs. Kong is on in the cinema still playing in there uh there's loads of stuff that aren't brand new that we haven't reviewed on today's show but have reviewed previously uh they are playing give those a listen uh, and maybe go and watch those in the cinema this one is not worth watching in the cinema it's not worth the price if you're unlimited maybe if you've got all the time in the world as well um <laughs> if you haven't got all the time in the world but have an unlimited limitless view card whatever you've got <laughs> um then then perhaps ignore it um if you have no time this is basically what i'm saying anyway this brings us to the very end of week 56 and before i bring in that lovely jingle that Mm. you all like to hear it's not coming in yet because we have an email oh of course we do we have an email i love an email yeah me too it comes from the wonderful pete and he says hi craig and david thank you once again for all your work over the past year it's been great to know what is available to watch while in lockdown I was really excited that the cinema reopened this week and I thought I would share some thoughts with you about the two films I went to see. The Titanic battles of Godzilla vs. Kong and Tom vs. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> two Titanic battles there. Two very Titanic battles. Um, I have been looking forward to Godzilla vs. Kong ever since I saw Godzilla, King of Monsters. However, I did not want to see it on the small screen as there are some films that only work on the big screen. I listened to your review after and agree with all you said about plot and general stupidity of what was going on. Now, I must admit, I actually rewatched Godzilla vs. Kong on the big screen as early as yesterday. And I have to admit, so much better in the cinema. Like we said, the cinema does elevate what you see on yeah, uh, I can imagine. a film. But with this one, it was great seeing all that stuff. Mm. Um, but Pete goes on to say, as much as this was a cross between Jurassic Park, Transformers, and any other robots that take over the world scenario <laughs> with an almost Michael Bay type of approach on how much scenery can we destroy, and several points that were bizarre... It is worth watching in IMAX. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know what, the biggest screen possible mm. of watching Godzilla smash 10 barrels of poo out of <laughs> Kong and then vice versa. They flatten places. I mean, I said that in the review, but they really do. Yeah. Uh, Pete goes on to say again, uh, the best part of what uh, the best part was when the deaf girl hears Kong's heartbeat. This, I feel, would not translate on a small screen because the cinema sound just makes you feel. It makes you feel what she could feel. This reminded me just how much the cinema brings a film to life, especially like Godzilla vs. Kong. That is only meant for the big screen experience. Honestly, like the audio is so much better than what you're going to get at home, unless you've paid thousands of pounds for a very good surround sound system. Yeah. Uh, and you can crank it up like you you know if you if you live in a flat like I do or you do like you have neighbors you can't yeah. crank anything like that up, <laughs> and you just can't beat the cinema experience like yeah. sound of metal. I can't wait. To I'm see looking in the forward cinema. to that. I really am. Really can't. Uh, I agree that this film is not worth video on demand, but if you have the opportunity to watch on the big screen, then it is worth it. As I hope it will remind you, as it did me, why the cinema experience is. so So enjoyable. Two days later, I went with the family to watch Tom and Jerry. Now, I was not expecting much, but was pleasantly surprised. My kids really enjoyed it, partly again because we were at the cinema. My youngest, who loves Tom and Jerry, said it was as if they took every episode of Tom and Jerry and put it in a film. The other said he enjoyed the way the animation and live action came together, and it was funny. The plot is fairly predictable, but with enough comic elements to keep interest. Michael Pena, who I loved in Ant-Man and Dora the Explorer, again brings his role to life. And I would like to see the outtakes of him walking the animated dog. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, as a good family film, I would say it is worth it giving the opportunity to get Mm. back to the cinema however if you are going on your own it probably is not unless you're an avid Tom and Jerry fan worth it thanks again for keeping us all entertained and informed of what has been worth watching while cinemas have been shut I look forward to your reviews of the things coming out from Pete a fan
0: what a man what a man what a mighty good man what a top guy thank you I love getting emails from you dear listener so please do email us um, love reading that and yes, yeah, some great points about what it's like to see the, the film on the biggest screen possible and that really does bring us to the very
1: end of week <laughs> 56 now if you want to be just like Pete and get your email read out on each episode or an episode of the podcast you have to do just one thing, and uh, let me tell you what that is. Actually,
0: no, passing it to you. What is it, David? So you can email us, and the email address is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address again is, my mail is worth it at isitworthitpodcast.com. And <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. We haven't scripted this ending. We thought we we're gonna we're gonna riff cuff. riff the ending here. Um, if you want to find out more about the podcast, you can go to our website. It's www.isitworthitpodcast.com. From there, you can find all the places that you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, many of them are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Acasts. I mean, there's a plethora of different apps you can get. Or oh, wherever you're listening now. Exactly. Well, I mean, If you're listening now on the website, go to those places. Yeah Apple, yeah, Apple have changed it. It's now
0: Follow. Don't subscribe. Follow. Also, please do follow us. See what I did yeah, there? Yeah, I know. That, that was good. That was really good. On social media. Um, Is it worth it? Podcast on um, Facebook at... Film is worth it on Twitter and Instagram, I believe. I think so. Yeah, I mean, if you type in f- "film is worth it" or "is it worth it" on Instagram and Twitter, you'll find us. It will appear. Um, we love followers. We love interaction on Twitter, uh, and we love we love you, dear listeners. So please do tell your friends. Do tell your family. Spread the news about the podcast. And we love reviewing films for you, and we love all the interaction we get with you uh, on various p- social media platforms. Yeah, uh, we finally,
1: finally, let's just thank our patrons
0: oh yes absolutely patrons we thank you so much what you do helps us keep this podcast alive without you it wouldn't be possible a big big thank you and then that just leaves us to say goodbye tatty boo (laughs) perfectly timed (laughs) I know (laughs) good job that was abrupt